So every so often we do these videos. I feel like they're more of a 50,000 foot view of just like encouragement for couples. Why? I mean, we do a lot of topical stuff. If you look back at a lot of our episodes, we talk about communication, sex, uh, finances, um, and then we go into like subtopics on that. But this episode, I just, we have felt like lately we need to encourage and bolster marriages to help them understand and just, I don't know, get that renewed strength of why they're fighting for their marriage. Because we get thousands of people that write in and they are just on the brink, right? Divorce papers are in hand. Um, People, Mm. uh, they aren't living together. There's just a lot of things that have already kind of put them down that path. Um, And you may not be there, but you may know someone or maybe you're just kind of like, marriage is fine. I don't know, maybe it could be better. You know, I think we always just need this encouragement of why we need to fight because the why, I mean, if you've heard us ever talk about the why, because we don't believe in like behavior modification of just like, well, just kind of stick it out, make it work as much best you can. No, what is the heart motivation behind it? Why are you, why are we here sitting here encouraging you to fight for your marriage when it's hard, um, even fighting to protect it when, when it's good? Uh, why, 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 why should you fight for your marriage and why should you fight yeah. with a fierce tenacity? We will discuss this and hopefully encourage you on the other side. Burn the ships, as they say. <laughs> we did, yes. <laughs> this was one of our early episodes. Mm-hmm. Burn the ships. And I believe that was from uh, some sort of story of a conqueror i want to say like cortez or somebody like that. oh yeah yep and they were losing a battle and so instead of letting the men retreat they burned the ships Mm -hmm. and what that meant was they had nowhere to go and so i i find that helpful when talking about like why marriage matters because like if you actually see marriage as what it is Mm -hmm. the lifelong covenant the institution created by god that we are stepping into we're not somehow creating a marriage on our own, we are stepping into mm-hmm. an idea that God birthed in his own mind. That's probably a bad way to say that, but, but an idea from the mind of God. Mm-hmm. Then we actually, when we see it that way, then we actually see it in, in the way that it was meant to be seen and that allows us to then resign ourselves to the beauty, wonder, and the, the uh, just, um, I guess, just the commitment of it, the yeah. commitment of being in yeah. this covenant with you. So, like, we're going on 20 years now. We can say that. We've celebrated our, our 19th anniversary. <laughs> that's nice. And so we're heading back. We're heading into 20 years. That's a big one. It's a big one. Better start planning now. <laughs> um, and, you know, that wouldn't have been possible had we thought there was a there was somewhere along the line there was a ripcord that we could pull mm. and, and bail on this thing. Well, and I'm not so sure. The backup plan. I think the backup plan, I don't know if that's always... Yeah, I don't know how relevant that is to a lot of Christian marriages, but I mean, there are. I mean, oh, culture, well, is. culture is totally... Well, define Christian. Yeah, I know. Because a lot of people will, no offense if you call yourself... <laughs> a lot of people call themselves Christians right. and don't even and really know what the Bible says or right. don't even, and it's just something they check on a census form. Right, we subscribe more to uh, just how we've been raised and what culture says rather than actually digging into the word for it's on our own and for ourselves. Which, and so, check out the last episode for that. We yes. talked a lot about biblical literacy in the home. Yeah. So I just, I guess I just want to say, like, yeah, we are all about no plan B, burn the ships. There's no options. And so 
We're Who not. Who are we though? We're quick. <laughs> I was. Oh yeah. I'm Ryan. This is Selena. We are the Frederick. Uh, yeah, right. You're Fre- you're Selena. You're Frederick. I'm <laughs> I call Frederick. her Frederick. I'm a Frederick. Uh, we're yep. the Fredericks. We have been, like I said, married, going on 20 years now. Mm-hmm. We have three daughters and one on the way. Although we don't know if it's a boy or a girl, we're gonna wait and find out. Mm-hmm. We have our suspicions, though. We have our suspicions. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to interject that for the people who don't know yeah. who we are. So, um, also, just kind of a little caveat: we are not wanting to sit here and judge your circumstance. We're not sitting here prescribing and just like, hey, we've got the perfect marriage, so follow us. No, in fact, we would say um, we've had our struggles and we've had our own share of conflicts and things that we've had to work through as well. And so I guess, again, our hope and prayer is that your strength would be renewed no matter where you're sitting at in your marriage. Uh, Your hope will be unwavering and that your eyes are just kind of lifted today. Um, maybe from just, you know, the the mire of the battle that you're facing with your spouse right now of, you know, kind of those tit for tat off, oh, he's going to do this, then I'm going to do that. And those kinds of things. Let's lift our eyes. Let's take a breath, like mm. breathe, lift our eyes, know why we should be fighting for our spouse, for our marriage, not just how we're going to fight against them, right? But know how, uh, know why and how we're actually going to fight, um, in our marriage so that's good yeah and and in that we want to point you to the objective reality of what god Mm -hmm. has said is good and right and true and that is that marriage is good and right and true and worth fighting for Mm -hmm. and we enter into a covenant objectively speaking a covenant of the sort of which marriage is right it's not one that should be easily or even jesus said can even be erased right what god has joined together let man not put asunder right is what he Mm -hmm. said so we want to point you to that the beauty and the kind of the bigness and the majesty of it as something that's designed by God so that it can be one of the primary reasons that you are compelled to fight mm-hmm. for it, right? Like marriage is not just something that we just discard and we throw away as soon as it starts to get tough or hard right. or a little bit tattered. No, it, it's it's so valuable. Um, and for the reasons we're going to describe here, yeah. um, it's, it's too valuable to discard so easily. Amen. So... so Let's talk about, um, well, before we talk about the greater truths, if you want to know more, we did actually, this is based on one of the last chapters in our book. The um, book called Fierce Marriage. The book Marriage. called Fierce yeah. Marriage. I will do another one that holds still. Uh, this was one of our, this was one of our first, well, traditionally published books. And it's kind of our marriage manifesto. Kind of, yeah. If yeah. we could have coffee with you and talk about marriage, this is, these are all the things that we would talk about, but um, we definitely leave you with commissioned and we want you to feel kind of equipped um, to know again why you should fight for your marriage if you're not already. Um, we need to know what and who we're actually fighting for um, and who's fighting for us, right? We're not just fighting this on our own, but we actually talk about some of the great, the greater truth here is that we don't um, we don't fight for our marriage as much as Christ uses our marriage to fight for us. I don't oh, know wow. if you remember that. Well, if, so, if we wrote it's that, been, that <laughs> it's been a little while. It's been a little since while. We wrote that. Yeah, I can probably um, read that. It's really easy to see the parallel with the gospel and marriage of Christ being um, the head and the church being the bride. There's this parallel of, of love mm. and sacrificial love. Uh, and so when you see kind of how Christ uses your marriage, it's not just about your happiness, your pleasure, your ease. Um, if you have the cutest guy on your arm, right, <laughs> or gal, I guess for you, me, <laughs> okay. right, it's not just yep. about how we look or um, the adventures, the fun adventures we can have, but we are actually 
an image of the gospel. We are an image of Christ. Yeah, I read um, it said this way, and we're looking at like the Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. you know, that passage, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. It, w- one uh, pastor said it like this, husbands are to demonstrate the saving and wives are to or to demonstrate what it looks like, what salvation looks like. Mm-hmm. So the saving and the salvation. And then in that, there's like a full picture of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Of the self-sacrificial love mm-hmm. that Christ poured out on the cross. A husband is to pour that out, to be pierced mm-hmm. on behalf of his wife, to take the fall, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not, he doesn't obviously literally save his wife's soul. That's not right. what we're saying. But it's a, it's a mirror image in a sense, or a dim reflection of that saving love. Mm-hmm. And then a wife is then to submit Okay, and in our culture, that is a, that's that's a bad word, but <laughs> no a wife it. is to submit under her own husband, mm-hmm. as unto Christ, and that that's what we that's that's a picture of salvation, right. of what it means, what it looks like to be to be the saved one, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it is a um, and then within all that, there's the selfless love, there's mm-hmm. the transparent love, the love that loves despite your flaws and is willing to be, and you you love me despite my flaws as well, and willing to be exposed. For the sake of the sanctification, mm-hmm. because we have a security in Christ that right. is is baseless without Him, right? So, it's a massive, massive truth. And right. if we abandon the marriage in the moments when it's hard, I think that's we. we it, I would venture to say that it undermines our our in a way. It undermines our core understanding of what the gospel actually means. Mm-hmm. If if we think if you're a wife and you've been abandoned by your husband, well, that's not sacrificial love. You have not. Been able to see that version, that reflection of right. of the gospel as it was designed. Now, doesn't mean you don't understand the gospel, but it does mean you're not seeing it in that part of your life. Right. And if a if a wife <clears throat> if a wife refuses <clears throat> to love her husband in the way that God has laid it out mm-hmm. in Ephesians and Colossians and other passages, and it has to do with submission, mm-hmm. um, then that husband's ne- never going to see that that's salvation worked out in a way and like in in that specific part of right. his life now obviously he's going to know what it means because he's saved himself anyway it's just such a beautiful thing so well and marriage is such an opportunity for our own sanctification right and it's such an opportunity for us we know that we are not the only ones fighting for our marriage that christ is fighting for us um that he's pursuing he's constantly pursuing our hearts um, he's the model of love, and so if he is, if he is fighting for us, if he is pursuing our hearts, mm. if he is relentless and wanting and unwavering and just completely committed to us, I mean, what kind of, what other example do we need to be for a reason to fight for our marriage? Like, what other model do we need? Like, if Christ has forgiven us, we say this yeah. all the time. If, if I've been forgiven, uh, if Christ has forgiven me, how can I hold any sins against my spouse, my husband? Does that excuse yeah. the sin? No, we deal with it. We go through whatever steps we need to go through to rebuild trust and whatnot. But we have Christ as our model, as our foundation, as our example of love. And so uh, marriage... The, I just want to read these statements because I feel like okay. they're so succinct. And I, they were. They were in our book, and I was. that's why I wrote them in the... That's why writing is so fun because you <laughs> get to is. say it the best way you can think of instead of trying to come up with it on the fly. So it says, the greater truth is this, that you don't fight for your marriage as much as Christ uses your marriage to fight for you. You mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier. Another truth. You don't pursue your spouse's heart mm-hmm. as much as Christ uses your spouse to pursue your heart. Mm-hmm. Talk about sanctifying one yeah. another. Another one. You don't prize your spouse's affections with nearly the same ferocity with which Christ prizes yours. Mm. Another one. 
Every refining moment in your marriage is a reminder of God's relentless, unwavering commitment to draw you near and conform you to the image of Christ. And finally, marriage is marriage is a way in which God draws you and your spouse closer to him. So all of those all of these greater truths are why we fight for marriage. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about uh, this idea that came up in the book, it's the commissioned marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Let's talk about that. What did, what did you, as you were kind of compiling these notes, what came to your, your mind? Well, it's easy, you know, we don't, I don't want to sound harsh where it's like marriage is not about your happiness, right? Um, but Gary Thomas has a whole book on how, you know, marriage is uh, for your holiness rather than your happiness. And that was, I think, pretty re- revolutionary for us. But mm. happiness is not a bad thing to desire. But if that is our end-all, be-all pursuit and that's the objective, like it's not sustainable, uh, for for us or for our marriage and and putting that kind of pressure on another human being is just it's uh unfair <laughs> at, at, <Yeah>. at least <laughs> so that's the very right? i think beginning of a commissioned marriage now right. we're using the word commissioned in the biblical sense right you, know, of, you were commissioned by christ into right. the mission of christ right and uh we'll read the, the great commission a little bit later but that's where it starts is when you realize that marriage isn't just about it's not an inward pointing thing right it's not it's about what us I can get. Pointing thing, yeah. and it's a Christ pointing thing. It's not what I can get, but what I what can I give? Mm-hmm. And it's not about just my happiness. It's all it's about our holiness or sanctification, but Christ's holiness right. at work in society in a very real way. And I think that was something that we didn't really, I think, fully flesh out when we wrote this book five, six years ago. Is that it's Yeah, even our own marriage. I mean, we still kind of you still function <clears throat> under some of these desires of you no, know. But I mean just... like the, the the part of it being out in the community though. Oh, what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. So that it, the marriage itself, the family unit being a, 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 a bulwark, a yeah. bastion of holiness, a little, a small little, you know, um, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Just like a cell, you know, of of the gospel mm-hmm. in in the very real world. Um, I think that's profound, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if, if you're commissioned marriage, that that's something worth fighting for, knowing that we aren't just to resign this thing. We are to right. be fight for some fight for that light, fight for being the light. Right. Christ has called us to. Um, one thing that wasn't in the book, and so this is for all of you listeners and viewers. But uh, as we were going through, I just I kind of was. If you've ever you know fought with your spouse, which n- maybe none of you have, but we've fought before. <laughs> there's often a surrendering and a sacrifice that kind of that ha- needs to happen, right? There's got to be some sort of compromise or some sort of give. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to be at a stalemate, right? And so, I guess while we're while we're kind of going through a few of these questions and kind of hopefully bringing clarity and lifting our eyes to the things uh, that the Lord would have for our marriage, I want you, we want you to think about what are you maybe holding on to that you shouldn't? Is there anything that you're holding on to that you're just not going to let go and you're not going to forgive and you're not, you just can't? It's just too much. I want you to think about what that is and. Uh, let's remember that while we're, you know, talking about mm. this. Because if there is no surrender and there is no sacrifice, then is the gospel really at work in our lives? And I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's right. also one that will bring freedom, uh, forgiveness, and reconciliation. Next question: Is this more about you? And we we're touching on this already. Is this more about you and your happiness and pleasure uh, than it is about what the Lord wants to do in you and your spouse, and possibly even through you and your spouse? Right. This can be really hard depending on where you're at because, right. uh, as Selena mentioned earlier, we get a lot of messages from people, and many of those messages are distraught spouses, husbands, and wives, yeah. saying, "I've tried everything, yeah. and my wife is not responding. She hates my guts, or whatever." I'm being a little bit 
extreme, but um, yeah. maybe not. Or a, or a wife that says, you know, my husband will not come to church with me. He will yeah. not read the Bible with me. He does not care. He he's I got an email this morning or yesterday, a professing atheist, hmm. and she just wants to pray with her husband. <laughs> and what what does that woman do? And so you know if 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 it's very so her husband was the atheist, right? Okay, gotcha. And so I don't want to gloss over that because there's so many hard circumstances, and you just feel, you feel trapped. You do feel trapped. You feel utterly trapped. And so, and 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 what we're saying maybe falls onto that side, and 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 you you're feeling like oh man, they're saying this a covenant. It's not something we just dissolve quickly. It doesn't just go away. Now I'm even more trapped than I realize. Mm. And. If the focus is inward, if the focus is on what we're talking about and not on Christ, mm. then that burden will crush yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, we live in a fallen world, and that's a very kind of trite Christian thing to say, but it's so true. We live in a fallen world, which means we are gonna there are going to be couples that are or spouses that are, feel like they're trapped in a marriage mm-hmm. that, is, um, th- that is too difficult to yeah. endure. Our hope is in Christ. Uh, our hope is also in that Christ might work here and now. Mm-hmm. So we, our hope is ultimately in Christ there and then. Mm-hmm. We also hope and pray that he works here and now. And, and we're happy to say that there are also stories, many mm-hmm. stories we get of wives and husbands who were in those situations and they, they still fought, they still prayed, they clung to Christ mm-hmm. in the middle of it and he did a miracle. Mm-hmm. Now, if there were a pill like we could give you to take, or a, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of trick that we could tell you that would that would turn everything around, uh, we would be the first ones to show you where that was. Mm-hmm. But the only the only trick we know it's not a trick at all. It's just faithfulness, and it's to lean into and trust Christ right. with it in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the uncertainty, to be the one that woman with what the issue of blood, right? Mm-hmm. For how many years she was bleeding, yeah, well, and you may feel like that woman, like you're 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 almost bled out. Yeah. And you need a touch from Christ. And if you don't get it, you will die. Well, there he is. There he is. So I guess I just want to encourage you in that. Um, And these are the challenging questions. So that was one I I, I kind of ran away with there. Is it more about you and your happiness and pleasure than it is about what the Lord wants to do in you and in your spouse? Yeah. That's another question. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third question is, are there ways in which you can sacrifice and give in order to take steps toward reconciliation? Yeah. And even if you've already taken those steps on your own, and your spouse is not stepping toward you as well, uh, you can still make those steps. You can still mm-hmm. pray. You can still yeah. hope all things like Paul talks about. Right. And that's really by the power and the work of Christ in your life and the Holy Spirit in your life, right? He can sustain you. He can empower you. He can uh, be all that you need uh, in those in those really difficult and trying moments. And so um, just know that you are being prayed for and that people that... Mm-hmm. Um, Christ is, again, fighting for your marriage. He's fighting for the reconciliation of you two. So uh, another part of this whole commissioned marriage is, uh, and I think we've touched on this a lot, it's about God's work in you and your spouse flowing outward. So the work of Christ, again, is is not just about what's happening in us and how we just need the pain either alleviated or we want the pain to just... Um, be fixed. It's not about just us, but it's also an outward flowing of, you know, maybe you're walking through a really hard time and you're at your community group at church and you're sharing some of the things that are challenging for you. Someone else might be listening to that. Someone else might be being ministered uh, to, knowing that they are not alone in some of the struggles they might be facing. And so 
just remember that even in the hard times mm. and even in the difficulty, especially I would say that is where Christ is really glorified and honored um, and seen. That's good. So if you picture this, we're talking about the commission marriage. We're talking about what we're fighting for. Yeah. It's starting almost at the center of a bullseye, right. almost like a rock being thrown into a pond, and it's radiating outward. And that, mm. that first thing we're fighting for, the internal that transformation that happens mm. to glorify God in our in, in us as He works in us, in each other, and then outward into our immediate vicinity, and then even further. So it's always flowing outward. Mm-hmm. Like this ministry is the result of that outward flow of God's yeah. grace through us. Yeah. We started this whole ministry just to show Christ on display in our failures, in our faults, in our imperfections, and in, even in our successes. We want to say this is because of Christ, not because Ryan and Selena are great, but because He is. Mm-hmm. And so the next layer the next ring out going outward is this our posterity i think is how we would say it so the fruit of the gospel centered marriage it flows out into your children mm-hmm. the children who have both parents who are in actively uh actively loving the lord and pursuing him in their marriage those children will flourish mm-hmm. like we that's scriptural the data bears it out you know you have friends that are probably like that does that mean every kid is perfect if you're if their parents are still married no, there's definitely some some nuance to be had there. But the point is that we are aligning ourselves more with Scripture. Mm-hmm. We can expect that uh, the fruit right. will be born over right. time. Right. And so you have your posterity. The children um, are thriving through mm-hmm. marriages. Families are built. I mean, you have this idea of, you know, through, through uh, marriages, families are built. Through the building of families, you have strong churches. Through strong, healthy, gospel-centered, Bible-believing churches, you have that as community and so it's glossing right over the just, strong healthy <laughs> well because i used it twice i just gotcha. wanted to use it twice because gotcha. that's what i i i believe it equates to so um just a few things on families and what your children see when you do fight for your marriage and they do see the gospel on display when you sacrifice when you ask for forgiveness when you repent to one another when you work through hard things together uh that you are showing them the gospel you they mm. they see it as their first account of the gospel they will see you love each other or they will see you hate each other. They will see you fighting mm. for one another or giving up on one another, but they will see something. And so be encouraged. I don't feel like burdened by that. I think just be encouraged that, again, it's not necessarily just about you and your desires and your wants. It is about pursuing your spouse, mm-hmm. pursuing uh, and knowing that God is fighting for your marriage, and what are these other reasons that maybe we're, it's hard? They're hard to see in the midst of the battle. Let's read the Great Commission. I feel like um, yeah. maybe we should have read it at the beginning. We always do that, though. So here we are, Matthew twenty-eight, <laughs> starting in verse sixteen. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, mm. baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. So if you call yourself a disciple of Christ, mm. this, is, this commission is for you. Yeah. If you are two disciples of Christ in your marriage, like this commission is for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And... The, the primary verb here, the primary in, uh, imperative here is to go make disciples. Mm-hmm. And then the way we go about doing that, it, there's the participles of uh, baptizing them, mm-hmm. teaching them to observe all that I've commanded mm-hmm. you. So you may not be a, uh, a pastor who has all these opportunities well, to baptize and to teach, yep. 
But you do have your own children that you're not going to necessarily baptize your own kids. Well, but we are teaching them. And Christ has commissioned you. I mean, the first sentence in that, well, right. verse 18, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then he says, go therefore. So I, Christ has given us the power, the authority. He's equipped us yep. to fight these battles, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. And so how, what is that what does that great commission look like uh, within our family, within our marriage? Mm. Why is that something worth fighting for, right? That's eternity. I mean, we really are fighting for eternity when we are fighting for our marriage. Sure. And we're not fighting alone. We're fighting on Christ's mm. behalf with the power of the Holy Spirit, just like you said. Right. And no doubt people are praying yeah. for you as well in your community. So we have some challenge questions for you, okay? And this is, again, 50,000-foot <laughs> view. We just want to kind of recalibrate the couples that will give us their ears and their eyes on the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Some of these questions. Some of these questions. These are Selena's questions. A little salty, a little sweet. We'll see where they go. Uh, what are you actually fighting for in your marriage? Ask yourself honestly. Maybe take this home to your spouse. Are we fighting for happiness, ease, pleasure, lifestyle, and just not to be alone or just to stay together for the kids? Mm. Are we or, or are we fight, fighting for something more? Mm-hmm. Are we fighting on behalf of Christ out of obedience to Him? Mm-hmm. Or are we just fighting because it's 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 how we survive and maintain the lifestyle that we want? Mm, yeah. Okay, second one. What should you be fighting for in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are you actually fighting for? And then ask yourself that, and then ask this of yourself and your spouse as well. What should we be fighting for mm-hmm. in our marriage? We fight for one another's hearts. Are you fighting for unity and oneness? Again, not just in and of themselves, but as a means by which we could honor the Lord, mm-hmm. we could obey His commands to love one another as Christ has loved the church and how you know the church has loved Him in return, um, submitted to Him in return. Should we be fighting for the future of our children, our children's children? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many folks I've seen, and you know God is somehow gracious in our fallenness, but I've seen couples pull that ripcord. Mm-hmm. And go through a hard time, they get divorced, and many times they they look back and think, "Man, if I would have just fought a little harder, mm-hmm. our kids wouldn't have to split the weekends between homes, or you know, I, we wouldn't have this fracture that follows us for the rest of our lives." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, are you fighting with that in mind, like knowing full on, like mm-hmm. that that's worth fighting for? Um, let's see here. What uh, and then another question. How do you see God already at work in His fight in this fight for your marriage? Yeah. So what it's are some like, of the wins you've already seen? Yeah, yeah. How how can you be grateful for what He's already done? Because uh, so often we can lose sight of that. Here's a quote from the book as well: "Marriage is and always has been all about Jesus. Hmm. A fierce marriage is all about God's endless love for you, His careful molding of your heart, and His unquenchable passion to reach the lost. That's a fierce marriage. Hmm. That's what we're fighting for." We're fighting for Christ. We're fighting because of Christ. We're fighting for what Christ is fighting for. Yeah, for his kingdom. For his kingdom. And it seems like we all just want to be, you know, podcasters, bloggers, writers. We want to have influence. But maybe the thing that we have the most influence over is right underneath our nose. And that's just Mm -hmm. to love our spouse as Christ has loved us Mm -hmm. and to fight for them as Christ is fighting for them. Um, If all this sounds great and you're you're wondering, man, how, how... How's it even possible? We're here to tell you. The whole reason we are here on this podcast, on this video, Mm -hmm. is because Christ has been exceedingly good to us. We would not still be the Fredericks 
if Christ had not been gracious to us, mm. had not shown us what it means to love. And, uh, and, and we're thankful for that. That's why I want to share him with you. Mm. We can't give you all the tips. We can't give you all the, the pointers, but we can give you the one who knows how love is supposed to work. His name is Jesus, uh, and he wants to invite you into relationship with him, to trust him mm-hmm. so that you might uh, be saved. Mm. If you want to know more about that, go to thenewsisgood.com. We've laid out some steps there. Uh, but let's pray. Father God, thank you for my wife. Thank you for the gift of marriage. Thank you that you've uh, allowed us to step into marriage and that you've given us such a strong, strong foundation upon which to build a life together. I pray for the couples that are hearing this, watching this, that they would feel encouraged, not because mm-hmm. of things that we've said, but because of who you are and how you've designed their marriage to withstand the storm, their marriage to be a, a, a commissioned marriage. And I pray that you would allow those couples to flourish right where they're at, to grow where they need to grow, and to uh, praise you and glorify you all along the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our awesome supporters. Mm -hmm. If you want to become a partner of Fierce Marriage, that would be amazing. We would love that. We just ask you to pray about it. If the Lord leads that you would follow up, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Uh, If you want to check out this book, Fierce Marriage, the one we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. it it released, I believe, back in 2018-ish, 20-something-ish. I don't know. It was with a kid. I'm always writing books while I'm pregnant, apparently. Yep, including now. <laughs> including now. Um, you can go to fiercemarriagebook.com, yeah. and you can find out all all about that book, um, and we pray that it blesses you. With that said, this this episode of Fierce Marriage is... In the can. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.